Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. 
It's another week of the Almost Famous Podcast, and Ben is wow. here. Yay, Ben's here. I'm so happy we missed you. Uh, it was your birthday while yeah. you were gone. I thought it was your fake birthday because the internet yeah. says that you have an April birthday, right? Uh, yeah, like my birthday's been ba- like wrong all over the place. It's March 23rd. I'm 33 years old. I was b- born in 1989. I did celebrate it when I was gone. And when is your fake birthday, your internet birthday? It, there's multiple. Uh, I think the internet <laughs> thinks I'm 34, and I think it is in April. It's like April 21st, um, but it's March 23rd, 1989. I promise you. Okay. All right. He knows when he was born. So how was your trip to Israel? Mm-hmm. We, uh, You missed some big bachelor days. You know, you left, you had yeah. seen the pre-recorded finale, mm-hmm. but you didn't see the live thing where it just turned on its butt. Yeah, it's wild. So uh, let me start with The Bachelor, and then I'll go into my trip real quick. So I was on a plane when the finale was airing. So I was following it on Twitter because I couldn't watch it on the plane. We were flying um, to Munich, uh, and we connected there. And so I was following Twitter. I had no idea what was going to happen. You know, uh, Bachelor alum uh, had gone out and seen the the final episode before it aired and kind of hinting at, hey, this is crazy. And I did the same thing because I watched it. I was like, this is this is wild. Like, this has never been done. I think he's going to end up alone. Uh, well, you saw that he apparently to you ended up alone, or at least you probably assumed that he did because Susie had, from what you last saw, yeah. dumped him at the altar. Exactly. And so then I found out they're together, which was shocking. Um, that's about all my thoughts because I just saw I was on like, Twitter. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I texted him. I was like, Ben, period. This is crazy. Susie is with Clayton. <laughs> it's crazy. And I, I mean, I don't know even what to think about it. Like, good for them. I'm happy for him. Uh, you know, we had Clayton on. He was obviously very upset. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think he's a bad dude. I wanted to see him happy. I just thought, oh, this isn't going to go well for him. It seems like it went okay. Like, it doesn't seem like it was the best thing ever, but he found maybe love through it. And that's cool. Uh, and so that was my thoughts. Cause I was, I was only getting the Twitter updates and I was only getting texts from Ashley. And so now, um, I'm caught up to speed and, uh, and I would say, Hey, I'm, I'm in the camp of being a supporter of Susie and Clayton. If they're happy together, uh, that's where I stand. And the, the other big thing was Gabby and Rachel are both bachelorettes. Huge. You have firsthand experience yeah. being on a bachelorette at a season that has two mm-hmm. bachelorettes. How do you think that they're going to deal with this differently? We already know yeah. right off the bat that they're not going to be eliminating a bachelorette, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just started filming this week. So how do you feel they're going to spin it? Well, I, I'm glad they're not eliminating somebody. That was weird. I also, though, uh, am finding it hard to even imagine how they're going to do it if they don't eliminate somebody. Uh, because it's going to get messy. Like, are they doing group dates with both bachelorettes or guys choosing who they like more? Like that just feels like it puts a lot of weird pressure on everyone. Yeah. I was saying that if the guys get to pick who they want to go on dates with, it's going to inevitably split the girls and it's going to make one feel really bad when the guys want to go out with one more than the other. Yeah. So I don't get it. I don't, um, but I'm, I'm not mad at it. Like they're both, very likable, uh, very good for this role. And I'm so excited to see how they navigate it, like to see how they do. Um, because I think they're both going to go down as some of the best bachelorettes we've ever had. I just don't know how they're going to do it together. Uh, I yeah. don't. Um, I've been saying in the podcast that you weren't around for 
that there's no way that the whole I love you both or I love all three of you isn't going to come back around because now I feel like yeah, these girls, there's going to be some guy who's yeah. torn between the two of them and then they're going to be fighting over this guy. This is just how I see it unfolding. Yeah, which is which is good TV. Which is sad again, but it's also sad. good TV. It's yeah. everything that's sad for for them will be good TV for us. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, <laughs> I do. hate that. So we'll but. wait and see. And uh, we'll highlight, we got the list of the guys that are going to be on this show supposedly. Today, we'll just kind of like point to two of them because later on we'll do our normal like episode yeah. where we break down all the guys. So that was my thoughts. Um, here's my thoughts on Israel. Israel was an incredible trip. We went with uh, Denver Community Church. Um, it's a pilgrimage they do. So it's two weeks long and it goes through the desert kind of wraps around to all the places that are within the Bible from the Old Testament to the New. It felt like to me, um, because we went with not only uh, the pastor of my church, but also somebody who um, is a historian. Uh, and so he has both like um, a bit, like he believes in the Bible, but he's he also has a lot of history based into what he's saying. So it's not always as clear cut as me what the Bible says, which I really like. It felt like a clear cut, or it felt like two weeks of a college course in religion, history, geography, um, culture, all slammed into one. So it wasn't relaxing, but it was really incredible. And I don't fully know my thoughts yet, other than a few key points here. One, um, I learned a lot. And I felt like for me personally, uh, just with my faith tradition and my faith practice, I uh, feel more understanding of it. I think that's the word. Like I just understand more than I did when I walked in. I also uh, was very surprised at how Israel uh, and that area has kept up some of these ruins. So seeing stuff that's 5,000 years old blows my mind. I have no concept of that here living in the U.S. Right? Yeah. Uh, Like stuff that's still standing from 5,000 years ago. And the final thing is uh, what I learned a lot about is – just the current situation and the political situation within Israel with um, the Palestinians and kind of mm-hmm. how they're treated and how they're pushed aside and um, how the country has, it, it's such a uh, prevalent and right in front of you um, thing uh, when you're there. You see it all the time. You see cities that are gated off and Palestinians can't come into Israel or they can't fly out of Israel. And that is, is something that I'm still processing. Uh, I think it's pretty clear uh, how I feel is what's right and wrong, but I'm still processing like uh, how they got to this point. Where did, how does it get better? How do we allow people to um, live in a place where they have freedoms and they feel like they can thrive no matter who they are or where they come from? I think that's a question a lot of us ask here in the U S right now. And so that's still something that I'm sitting on, just trying to think through, okay, how does this get better? Um, The trip was great. And uh, my parents and Jessica and I had a great time together. I will say the most relaxing part of the trip was the Sea of Galilee. Uh, I didn't realize that the Sea of Galilee was also a vacation spot for for many. Like People have like lake homes on the Sea of Galilee, which was so weird. Um, But we're back. Uh, Jet lag hasn't fully gone Hmm. away, uh, but uh, we're getting better. I worked out today, so I'm, I'm starting to feel more normal, and I am excited to be here. Uh, I felt when you're gone for too long, you start to feel disconnected, and I don't mm-hmm. love that feeling, and so it is good to be back. Did you go to Bethlehem? We did, um, which is a Palestinian area, um, 
And so it's gate. I mean, there's a wall around it. Uh, so you drive oh. in, you have to go through a checkpoint. We went to Bethlehem um, to see uh, one of the old churches there that Helen Constantine's mother um, built. I think it was like 400 BC or 400 uh, AD uh, and it's still standing. And cool. that's another part is like you're going to places that millions upon millions of people who are a part of uh, Christianity or Judaism or Islam have been to. Like these spots are pl- places that so many people who uh, maybe don't believe all the same things, but they're humans who have tried to exist in this world in the best ways they know how have visited and pilgrimaged to, uh, which is such a wild thing. that These places are still standing and you're touching things that millions of people thousands of years ago had also touched. Uh, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it's it, it it's sacred in a lot of ways. Isn't that funny how fresh everything in in America is? Yeah, I mean, I live in when the you, West. When, like you we're put still perspective. Yeah, we find we find like arrowheads and uh, like stuff from the gold mines, and we freak out. And that's like what uh, two hundred years ago, maybe yeah. nothing. Yeah, it's that's nothing. So, like we can conceptualize that, you know, yeah. so five, easily. Five thousand years ago, not nah. so much. Well, yeah, I could go on and on and talk about this trip. I really could. There's so many things that I would I would uh, want to say and can say about it. Those are the main points, but I do know we have a big podcast in front of us today, Ashley. Uh, Bob Guinea and Trista Sutter are coming on because they have a new project that I think people are going to be really pumped about uh, that is going to be a kind of a part of our almost famous family. They're here right now to tell us more about it. Uh, Let's take a break, actually, and bring them on uh, to tell us about their new podcast. As we promised, Trista Sutter and Bob Guinea are here, two of Ashley and I's favorite people in the world, but also they just happen to be on the franchise. Uh, I have been personally able to spend time with both of them. Ashley has as well. I have great memories with both of them that I could speak to. I'm so pumped that they're joining our family here and expanding what we do on the Almost Famous podcast. So I'll just throw it over to you two. You're hosting this thing. Tell us about it. Oh God! Wow. <laughs> well, okay, well, Thanks, well, okay. So we're almost famous, <laughs> and they are. Uh, well, what we're calling here in a very uh, self-deprecating way, formally famous, and they're going to be doing a podcast, which is about the the past Bachelor Bachelorette seasons when we are going to remain staying the podcast of the current seasons. So yes. Trista, Bob, explain more. Like, are you going to be watching your own seasons first and then like recapping them and like cringing while speaking about it all? You know, I think, <laughs> cringing. I think this thing is kind yes. of cringing is for sure. You know, I think um, this whole thing was sort of born a little bit out of obviously, I mean, you guys have had such success. And I've been a guest on your show a bunch and I still don't really even know how to spell podcast. So there's that. (laughs) Uh, But it was really born from, you know, Tristan and I always get called on to do a lot of the same uh, television things where we talk about the days of yesteryear and the, uh, you know, the OG seasons of the show. And um, I think that was kind of in large part, you know, we have so much fun doing those things together and it's always a blast recapping, you know, how things were and all the experiences from then until now. And, um, you know, I, I, I fancied it as, as my mother uh, going into the frozen food section of the chicken uh, in, the, in the chicken department at the mall. And somehow she's still, you know, 
Frozen Bachelor food Bob's section. Mom. Wait, right. Frozen food <laughs> section of the yeah. Actually, I don't at even Kroger. know. At yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow I'll walk in there and no one recognizes me, and it's kind of funny. So that started this whole conversation, and I love hanging out with Trista. And I think it's going to be a little bit of like the you know from the bachelor mansion to the suburbs conversation too, right, T? So yeah, um, Bob and I just did. We did um, an interview the other day, and. Um, we were texting afterwards going, we should do something together. We have a great relationship and have for obviously almost 20 years. Holy crap. You guys, 20 years. Yes, it's crazy. <laughs> so, um, you know, since you guys kind of go off season and obviously have some other things to focus on in your life right now, we figured we'd help out if we could and why not talk about the olden days of that yeah we'll fill the gap we'll fill the gap <laughs> so are we going yeah. to watch your seasons first are we going to do season at a time like you're going to watch you're going to binge a season and then come and talk about it um are we going to do so. episode by episode i think honestly we're kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks and uh We'll watch, you know, a, a, an episode here, an episode there. We would love to have people call in and ask questions. Um, yeah. You know, I can talk to my experience with Ryan and how we've been successful. And Bob can talk about his experience of not being successful. <laughs> I'm, I'm a success now. It just took me a long time. <laughs> I can relate, no, Bob. He, he has success now, of course, with two. Third people. time's a charm, right? Or That's right. Yeah, we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, honestly, I think we're here to do whatever with anyone from the past who wants to come on and share some time with us. Well, I, I do think uh, it's going to be great because one of the questions that we get asked all the time is how is the show different now than it was when you went on? And so right. the thread line to draw that comparison, to tell the old stories, to bring on people and the progression of what it was like when you were on and bringing the progression to what it's like now, I think it's going to be really interesting for so many loyal fans who've been a part of this franchise for, you know, some of them all their lives or all their at least adult lives. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be really interesting. I mean, it's so different from when Tristan and I did it to when the two of you were on the show as well. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. remarkable how things have changed, but oddly how they've stayed the same. <laughs> in the same yeah, right? in the same uh, voice, right? Yeah. Changed well, and so much, honestly, so uh, <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of people who are watching now who were like babies when we were on and they don't really understand where it all started. So I think yeah. it'll be interesting for for everybody. I mean, if you're a Bachelor fan, then I, I would assume you, you want to know like how it all mm -hmm. started. And that's yeah. what we're here for. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like, I also like the, uh, I like the element too of, I, I want to hear about Trista's a day in the life of Trista. You know, I want to oh. know what Trista Sutter is doing. I want to know where does she go? Laundry. What is she doing? And you know, after you leave the glam yeah. squad behind you, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, wake right. up in the morning, the hair and makeup is there. Then what? Oh yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Hair and makeup, meaning my fingers. <laughs> um. <laughs> mm -hmm. and I need brushes. to know these things. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you all of it, Bob. It's just so glamorous. Well, I can't wait. I can't think of two better people to do this with. Uh, this is going to be awesome. You both have uh, played a role in my story uh, from, you know, when I was announced as The Bachelor. I saw Trista randomly at a breakfast spot like a week later, and she said, <laughs> hey, good luck, and 
kind of sent me out into the wild. And then Bob, you and I were able to do the Today Show for you know two years together uh, and do the panel. Yeah, so uh, fun. And uh, you know, it's sad I'm no longer doing that. I don't even know if it exists anymore. But if it does, I I got I got the the axe. Um, I got cut. But um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, you both are incredible voices. A lot of insight. Both very funny. So we're pumped to to have you a part of this, and uh, and I cannot wait for people to tune in and listen uh, to Formerly Famous. It's going to be a great podcast. Thank you, buddy. Thank, Thank you. you so much for helping us launch it and for letting us be a part of your already incredible brand. So oh. we're glad to be on on your coattails. <laughs> Thank you guys, we'll be listening. We'll see you soon. Awesome. All right, take care, Thanks, you guys. guys. Good luck, Dawson. Bye, Dawson. Bye, guys. So as promised. Most people did in the U.S. You could find it if you're a fan. We got the list of uh, a lot of the guys that are supposedly on this next season of The Bachelorette with both Bachelorettes. Uh, it's a long list. Uh, obviously, we do have our special episode that we always do when we run through the guys in detail. And we kind of go through each of them, tell them where they're from, what they do for a living. We judge them critically, and it's never right and always a lot of fun. We'll do that. We'll do that for Yeah, we'll do that at some point. In a couple of weeks, yeah. But for this, for today, let's just give our overall opinions. Ashley, you've seen the list of guys. Does any of them like jump out at you? Um, and then also, what's your overall thoughts on this group? Okay, the overall thoughts are that they're way too young. I thought the same thing. <laughs> Most people are complaining about that. That's like the general consensus online because Gabby's 31. And let's see, Rachel, uh, she's 26. But they just looked a little bit, they look a little bit more gauged for her. Yeah. Because most of these guys are in their 20s. And yeah, if we want to like make fun of them or like do first impressions, <laughs> number one first impression is Ryan M from Boston, who is 35, looks exactly like Clayton. Maybe if Clayton met Crystals, it looks exactly like Clayton. I think that's one of the takeaways. Look up Ryan M from Boston. Ashley, you're spot on there. Uh, I would say my first opinion is, yeah, I, I, they're a little young. Now, uh, I think I think they can go, you know, good and bad. I don't know what Gabby's looking for necessarily, uh, but it would have been nice to see a few guys uh, that kind of reach that 35-year-old range. There's, you know, maybe four of them that I'm kind of scrolling through and seeing. It's a good-looking group. Uh, it's a group with... Uh, it seems like a lot of personality. It looks like there's twins on here. Is there twins? I don't know. I was distracted by the thought of when it comes to the bachelor, I'm going to say it. It's, it's a little cruel, but when it comes to the bachelor these days, the girls are like so pretty, right? So beautiful. And that's how it's always been. Yeah. But when you look at bachelorette, Vic, the girl, and I know this is super vain, but it's like, then you look at the pictures at the, that the girls get of the guys and you're like, uh, I could find this at my local bar. Yeah. Uh, but Am you, I horrible? No, you're not have horrible. I said this before publicly. No, you have, uh, you're not horrible. And I, I mean, you're, it's definitely your opinion. I would just say, Ashley, I remember very distinctly that, uh, Hannah Brown season. We looked at the guys we were like, this is not good. Like none of these guys and their pictures, at all seem like they're they're standouts. And then, you know, obviously except for Tyler Cameron. But even back like, then, holy crap, no, we were like, that guy's hot. Oh, well, 
Maybe I forget, but yeah, I, w- I think I remember being like, that one's the only real hot one. <laughs> oh, well, good. Good for you. And then can you name anybody else from that season besides Peter? I mean, and Connor Saley seemed to do all right for himself. Connor, okay. 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 Yeah. Connor's cute. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you never know. Their personalities will shine. People. It's a great thing. As you get older, you realize that the most attractive people can become very unattractive once you get to know them and people that you don't find attractive physically can become very attractive once you get to know their personalities and so so true ben so true but then look at caitlin's season the best of both worlds there you guys are just a big combination of beauty inside and out you're so biased all right no i'm not i think it's the general consensus you guys uh, you guys i did that poll a couple you know months ago and caitlin's won with flying colors well uh that's very nice and i hope uh i would be grouped up into why the vote was a positive vote um, but I know Jared uh, was included in that. But you're also very, very much included in that at the top of my brain. You're the best, Ash. You always make me feel better. I, I am excited for this season. Uh, I think these Bachelorettes are going to shine. I hope people tune in to watch them. I think that's going to be something that the show has a hard time doing now is can you bring back viewership? Uh if they ever can, it's this time. It's yeah. with two bachelorettes. I think it's a, I think it's a good opportunity. So I hope this cast is full of personality, um, full of incredible things, and uh, and I'm hoping some of these guys do shine because it, it would make for a complete season. I know we're gonna have good leads, but it's always the question is can we have good cast members? So as we mentioned, we'll break down the guys in a ton of detail here coming up uh, in the next couple weeks or next couple months because this doesn't air till July. Um, but until then, we do have a lot to talk about that's going on in Bachelor Nation, uh, a ton going on. So, Ashley, let's take a break. We come back. We have some Bachelor headlines to break down with you. Hey, friends, a surprise self-care package of beauty goodies landed at my door. I'm used to beauty goodies landing at the door. And I'm a huge fan of these, and so is my wife. And today, I'm opening it with you. I also have a box here that I'm about to open. It's from L'Occitane, and you probably know them because they have an iconic hand cream in this silver tube, but there's a lot more here. And today, we have Juliana, an ambassador from L'Occitane, and she's going to lead us through this box. Hi, Juliana. Tell us about your journey with L'Occitane and all about these skincare products. Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be sharing some of these items with you. And kind of like you, I've always known the label. I've actually used some of their products for like 10 years now. But as I got to know L'Occitane as the company, I realized there's so much more to the brand. We, of course, have an extensive line of skin and body care products. But what I love about them is they're all using sustainably sourced ingredients right from the beginning. We go from farm to the lab to your skin at home. And we use high quality natural ingredients. So you can feel good about using this stuff on your skin, your face, your hands. And I brought a few of my favorites to share with you. Can't wait. All right. So I have the box in front of me as well. Ashley does also. So walk us through what we're looking at. Let's start with the face. Our number one serum that we have is actually called the Reset Oil and Serum. And we call it Reset because it is like the overnight time machine. That's what Marie Claire actually calls it because it revitalizes your skin overnight. Ashley, I know you just had a baby. So did I. We're not getting eight hours of sleep at night. And sometimes that shows on our skin. So this Mm -hmm. uses natural ingredients to awaken your skin and really work on those fine lines and wrinkles that no one wants to deal with. Okay, so I'll be using that tonight. (laughs) 
And the easy part about this, it really is easy enough for everyone. It's that simple skincare. This, you apply it once at night, right after you wash your face, dry your face, you put on the serum and then you put on your moisturizer and that's it. And then after about a month, you'll see these major changes in your mm. skin. And it includes some natural ingredients that are iconic within the L'Occitane brand. If you don't know our anti-aging line, we use Immortel essential oil. And that flower from the island of Corsica in the south of France, if you want to get fancy, is known as the flower that never wilts or fades. I'm just showing you guys to give you that visual. Oh, yeah. This has been like cut off from the plant for years now. Really? Yeah, it never wilts. So it's kind of like this fountain of youth that we found at L'Occitane. I'm sold. I know, right? And it's so easy to use, but it has natural anti-aging molecules, really rich in antioxidants. And that oil is actually in a serum of Acmella, which is nature's Botox, hello, and marjoram, which brightens the complexion. This is the actual sound of me opening the box. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Can't get it open fast enough. Oh, yes. So we have the face serum and we actually also have an eye serum that targets that really delicate area under your eye. So if you have some puffiness, you like I said, nobody is getting eight hours of sleep right now, no matter what you're doing. And you want to reawaken the skin under your eyes as well. So this has that Immortel essential oil to work on anti-aging, fine lines and wrinkles, that Acmella oleracea to smooth the fine lines and wrinkles, and then that marjoram extract, which also brightens the skin. And what about body products? Anything good there? We have so many good things here. And a lot of our body products have shea butter. So L'Occitane, you can't really talk about L'Occitane without talking about our iconic shea butter. And what's so cool about shea butter is it's kind of this amazing natural beautifying product. Um, it's nature's ultimate beauty bomb. So if you have dry skin, maybe you have dehydrated skin, your skin can't hold on to hydration. Shea butter is not going to break down in water easily, so you'll add this amazing layer onto your skin, almost like a shea shield to fight natural aggressors. Um, and as we're washing our hands constantly, especially, this is really going to protect, nourish, and repair your skin long term. This stuff is absolutely incredible. I love learning about it. Um, it's been a big part of my life the last few years since I got uh, married and met my uh, wife now. She's an esthetician, so she's all about the skin. So thank you for sharing with mm -hmm. us, Juliana. This means so much to us. Oh, I'm so glad you use it. You are following the right path because these are ingredients that are universal for everyone. So I hope you enjoy, and I can't wait to hear how your skin feels. Thank you so much. I am so excited to dig into these products that, you know, we haven't been as familiar with as the hand cream. And we will be reporting back on how, you know, we look because of it in the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, guys, listeners, we want you to explore all the skincare goodness that L'Occitane has to offer. So choose one or more of their products and let us know which one that you like best. So go to L'Occitane.com. This is how you spell it. I know it's it's pretty intense. L-O-C-C-I-T-A-N-E. That is L'Occitane.com. Ben, before we break down Bachelor headlines, I'm not sure who I was talking to, but why didn't they just start filming Paradise now, air that in the summer, and then go into The Bachelorette? Because we have a Bachelorette season, Michelle, and mm -hmm. Clayton season to go off of. For paradise, are we? Are and, they doing paradise? Yeah, paradise is the ultimate summer show. It's gonna be weird for watching it in the fall. 
don't I you don't. Think? I mean, the rumors have been that Paradise isn't coming back. Okay, but that doesn't make any sense because everybody gets way more excited for Paradise than anything else. But the ratings were down even below The Bachelors this year. They were? They were below the Clayton season? I believe so. You have to fact check Stop. me on well, that. They're always below the, the, the main seasons. Yeah. It just seems like the fandom loves it harder, even though I guess it's very loyal. Viewership is lower. Yeah, it's a very loyal following, and it is a summer show, so you'd expect viewership to be lower. That's yeah. kind of what this summer is all about. People aren't watching TV; they're out later. The sun is brighter, you know, later in the day, so they don't sit inside and watch TV. I don't know if we yet, and we'll look into it. So next week we can talk about it. I don't know if we can convince. I don't know if we can be convinced that it's coming back. And I think this airing in July does make us wonder. Uh, if things are changing, uh, which would be really sad, I would not love that. Um, but I wonder if things are changing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Uh, what are you going to do? Have, all right. All right. Let's go into bachelor headlines. Here we go. First headline of the day. Daniel Ratcliffe, you know him as Harry Potter, says he unironically watches Love is Blind and The Bachelor with his girlfriend. Okay, love the fact that he says that he doesn't believe in guilty pleasures. That's how he starts the conversation off, which I totally agree with. You shouldn't feel guilty about any of your pleasures. <laughs> he says that uh, he he uh, has referred to his love for reality TV. He said that he would have in the past referred to his love for reality TV as a guilty pleasure, but now he just admits that he unironically enjoys it. And he says that uh, the most the most recent season of The Bachelor, he did not watch, but he heard that it was, quote, mental. <laughs> the end, anyway. It's pretty crazy that he watches it. We're glad he does. Pretty cool. He watched our season, I guess. Well, maybe. That's pretty awesome. He could have been filming Harry Potter back then, too. Well, hey. That's <laughs> true. Next headline is Kitty Thurston and John Hersey celebrate one year anniversary of meeting on The Bachelorette. They're still together. Yep, uh, and their Instagram post, the one that Katie posted, says, it is mind-boggling to think it's been exactly one one year since this evening. And then he said, you know, there's a picture, obviously, of, you know, her first night of, of The Bachelorette. And he said, contrary to what Katie Thurston says, I absolutely believed I could be right here in this moment, which is really funny. Um, and then he said, sorry to all the fans whose bachelor brackets we effed up. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's good. That's, cute. that's yeah, good. That's I cute. hope the bachelor brackets need to extend a year with points because things have <laughs> right. been changing. I was like, I don't know, dude. I love that it makes total sense, but I get where you're going with it. Yeah, there you go. Again, I want to quote um, that I was a big John Hersey fan when he was on the show. I thought he had a chance and here she goes and eliminates him early. So. Um, call me a bachelor expert. I don't know. Hey, uh, next headline is one uh, that people have been curious about. Cassie Randolph shares how she found out that her ex Colton Underwood was gay. So she was on Caitlin's podcast. And if you guys remember, we had Colton on our podcast a couple weeks ago and I asked him, I said, uh, was there any reason why you didn't tell Cassie before going on GMA and announcing that you were gay earlier? Right. Why didn't you tell her earlier before all of America found out? And he said that there was like a legality reason. And this is what she said on Caitlin's podcast. She said, I found out the same way everybody else did. I was actually in Mexico on vacation with my friends, which was which was great to be away. But, yeah, I found out through Snapchat 
on GMA. It was horrible. It was just a kind of it was just a shocking kind of thing. I guess I did kind of. Um, she said like, okay, so that's all she said about that. And then she said about taking a step back in the Bachelor world because you know she's not super involved anymore, which was kind of shocking to see her on the finale. She said, I guess I did kind of take a step back from doing things for a while last year because I needed a little break from everything. So maybe that's why people were shocked. Um, and she just said that um, she didn't want, you know, everything to be out there in her face and that she needed a healthy break from the franchise. That's fair. That's fair. Well, Bachelor Nation's JoJo Fletcher celebrates her bachelorette party with Becca Tilly and more before Jordan Rogers' wedding. I believe they're getting married in May in California, I think. I don't think I'm revealing anything here. Um, and then they were in Mexico, yes, this weekend or like for four nights. Becca and her did their funny thing where they dressed up like boys. They love doing that. <laughs> it's like their Halloween shtick. Uh, and they brought it to her bachelorette party. But pretty much it was just a weekend based on what I've seen on Instagram of them looking stunning, enjoying lots of champagne toasts. It looks really fun. They look like they're having a blast, and um, they always know how to good, have a good time. That's uh, yeah. just a really fun group of people. Well, uh, Bachelor Nation's Anna Redman and Chris Bukowski hard launched, that is in quotes, according to people, their relationship on Instagram. Uh, yeah, so if you guys saw over the weekend, Anna from Matt James' season and, you know, the beloved Chris Bukowski... <laughs> He's still around. It's wild that he's still here. <laughs> he's still, you know, he's dating somebody in the franchise. He's got to keep it in the family. Uh, yeah, hard launch, a.k.a. like them going public with their relationship. She's 25. He's 35. They were on vacation together. Um, and then Chelsea Vaughn, you know, who she knows, obviously, from her bachelor season, uh, said the, this is the moment the moment we've all been waiting for and then another one clay harbor he joked damn are they filming bachelor in paradise already so i'm um, very happy for them that's awesome i wonder how they connected who slid into whose dms basically right yeah that's the question of the day uh you know obviously a, a transitioning time in Tasha adams life uh, the headline is this, Tasha Adams is ready for her next chapter after co-hosting second season of The Bachelorette. I believe they have announced uh, that Jesse Palmer will be The Bachelorette host since, you know, filming has begun and he is there with those two Bachelorettes right now. Yes. But she is transitioning into her, you know, second season of life, which, hey, we all do. Yeah. So Tasha was on the Drew Barrymore show on Thursday and she says, I have to say, at least that time really served me. It's taken up a lot of me time for the last four years. Can you believe we've known Tasha for the past four years? She says she's ready to do the next thing. Um, she also. She was asked about coming back to another dating competition show in the future, and she says it's a pause. Uh on whether I guess it's if, if, if that would be something you should consider again. Well, those are the headlines we have for today. Uh, stuff's going to still be happening in bachelor nation, even though the season is being filmed right now, they are in it. They're in the midst of it. It's happening. It's going on, but we're going to still be here with the almost famous podcast. And don't forget that family, 
formerly famous with Trista and Bob is going to be starting as well. We're going to have an action-packed off-season for you. We're pumped to talk about it. We're pumped to be here with you. But until the next episode, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 